Welcome on into the 2-3 Podcast. I'm Cam. That's Zach. Episode 17, we don't talk about that game before Wake Forest edition. I'm smiling. You're smiling. Syracuse is smiling. This team is smiling. I don't have to ask how you're doing because I know you're smiling. Cam, talk to me. It's a good day. It's a good day to be a Cuse fan. We are not going to talk about the game before the Wake Forest win. We're just going to talk about the Wake Forest win, a 22-point victory for Cuse. And Zach, they badly needed it against a very good team. It just felt so, so, so incredibly good to get this win. Especially because of like the past negativity that were was just looming through the program after the past game, which we will not name. <laughs> but it just felt so good. The fashion, just the timing of everything. I, honestly, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I felt like this happy over a Syracuse win. Obviously, this is not like an NCAA win, but it just felt so good. And the ending, I think, really sort of capped it off the... Arthur Cords 3, Arthur the Assassin, Patty Casey's move on the inside there. Both of that, like anytime that the walk-ons get in and then they score, just caps off a win and it, it, it really puts a nice little bow on it. And you're right, Zach, this was a really, really solid win. And I think that it's hopefully going to be a bit of a turning point in the season it's very early to tell. Hopefully that is the case, though. But it certainly seems like from the early signs that at least it helped boost the energy in that locker room. Yeah, I mean, this is the team that that Syracuse recruited. This is the team that everyone expected Syracuse to be this year com- coming into the season. That's what we saw. It was, you know, Buddy going off, Cole shooting well. And it's the team playing well. And this is like what we expected. So it was just so awesome to see. Yeah, it was. And everybody was clicking on all cylinders. I think that we got to start with Buddy. Like Buddy went absolutely crazy. He had 30 points. He had five rebounds. He had seven assists. Everybody knows that this is Buddy's team. But I think that in this game, he really showed that he is the guy on this team. And we, you and I have have had questions about if he is the vocal leader in the in the locker room if he is the most vocal guy on the team and we both kind of don't think that he is but when you lead by example like buddy can i think that the whole team is just going to follow regardless yeah i mean when you drop a 30 a 30 rack like there's nothing else to say other than that you show you lead by example that's the type of guy he is and when when he does that it's just like yes sir bow down to buddy like everyone respects him there's no question about that and just so awesome to see Buddy Buckets back at it again. This was like this was like NCAA of last year. He was in that form. He he was in that zone and he was he he just couldn't miss. Well, he was close to a career high. Like he was really close. I think he was maybe like two points off or something like that from his career was, high. I think it was one. I think was it was it really? Okay. So he was close. Like he was very, very close. And I don't know if his career high came in that NCAA game, but it was a really solid performance to see him virtually any time that he shot. You just knew it was going to go in. He was 6 for 11 from 3. And I think when Buddy is that dangerous, I don't know as a defense how you 
really go up against that. Like if you're a defense and he's hitting all those shots, you you can't, can't, you literally can't do anything. Like it looked like they were trying to double team him, like try to guard him a little bit closer and literally nothing was working for Wake Forest. You're too small. You're too slow. There's nothing you can do when Buddy is in his mode. That's oh, my God. Did you see Buddy saying to the defenders that they were too small? Oh, oh my <laughs> God. That was nasty. Dude, we saw a few too small uh, gestures and uh, motions and, and, and things throughout the game, which uh, you like to see. Buddy is a mean man. He may have the face of an angel, but he is a mean man. The one guy that I think really needed this game more than anybody on the team, more so than Buddy, was Cole. And he had 18 points. He was eight, or I'm sorry, he was two for two from three. He was eight for 11 from the field. He looked like Captain Cole out there. And he also was leading by example out there. Yeah, super efficient game. I think, I mean, ultimately, like second half, everyone played well. The first half, we kind of talked this before we pressed record, was kind of you know, similar to what we've been seeing. But this second half was, especially after they got out of that that big run and just kind of just flew away with the game, it was something, I, I don't know, I feel like it, it's hard because we, from the negative point we just came from, but this has definitely got to be the most balanced and best game of the season so far. Jim had For, mentioned, In terms of the second half. Yeah, Jim had mentioned in his presser that this is, one of the better games that we've played defensively and offensively, just on both sides of the ball, we played very, very well. And I think that Cole was a, a large reason for that. He, it seems like Cole is a great shooter. And you've talked about it before, Zach, where he is a fantastic shooter. All he needs to do is just keep shooting. And I was starting to doubt it a little bit because he had been cold for so long. But Cole had mentioned, man, in his presser that literally everybody goes through slumps. Steph Curry is going through a slump right now that all shooters can do it. And he's he's human just like everybody else. So I feel like for his confidence, this just gives him the the confidence to start shooting a little bit more. And hopefully it, it kind of changes the tide for him. Yeah. Did you did you like his when the reporter was like, you know, you've had like a, a rough shooting sh- shooting streak here. And like, how just how did it feel to you know play well? He was like. <laughs> Did you hear that? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, then he was like respectful, but then he he did make a good point of like, you know, Steph Curry right now is in a, in a shooting slump. Every shooter gets in these slumps. It's, it's it's normal. It's natural. So it's really great to see our guy, Captain Cole, get back on track. Well, look, man, I mean, think about it from his perspective. You've got the entire, not the entirety, I'm sorry, a lot of people from the Syracuse fan base and around the country saying that this you know this addition in the transfer portal that Cole he's not panning out to what he should have been he's cooked you know we this is not the guy that we were promised or anything like that and as much as the players I'm sure don't look at the comments or anything like that they do see probably a couple of them or they maybe they do check the comments or something and it's got to like wane on them and like we had talked about last time Zach after the Duke loss these guys are play like they're humans. These are kids too. Like, cool it. These are just kids. You can be you can be negative, all right. You can be mad at the world that Syracuse is not winning, but when you're like talking bad about these like kids, 
it just it's not right man they're they're just they're human just like everybody else yeah and there was so much negativity surrounding the program prior to this game it was just like way too much but it was incredible to see the turnout they had at this game the student section was unbelievable bananas like the, the crowd they had 23,000 biggest at the dome in the biggest college game of an entire year and guess what? Unbelievable turnout. I, I don't know. I, I can't believe that they will make that happen. And guess what? That's not going to be the biggest turnout of the year. Because you know what it is? Duke. Duke. Still got Duke, baby. Duke at the Dome. Duke is scared, man. I feel bad for... You know, I don't even feel bad for Duke. I don't. Why would you? <laughs> but uh, to move on, Joe had a, a pretty solid game. 13 points. Um, he had four rebounds, four assists. It looked like the guarding duo of Samir and Joe was doing pretty well, but both you and I agreed, Zach, that Samir looked like he didn't play too much this game, but it is nice to see him back from the knee injury. He had a couple of good takes, and I thought that Joe overall played pretty well too, all things considered. Yeah, Samir's takes to the rim have really gotten more consistent, and now I would say like, chances are more so than not his takes to the rim are like they're gonna go in early in the early in the season that was not the case at all and I was at a point where I have like full and complete confidence that his takes are actually gonna go in so shout out to Shamir and I, I do think he was on like slightly limited minutes because of his knee injury and also because of how the starting squad was playing the second half but nonetheless like you said super great to see him back from his knee injury it, uh, it seemed like in the second half that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's kind of the mentality yep. that Jim had. And if the starting lineup is not playing poorly, like don't sub them out. It, I think that the first half, he kind of needed the, the substitutions to be in there. I think when we went into the half, we were only down by, yeah, we were down by three. So we kept it close and everything like that. It, it's not like the game got away or anything, but Wake Forest was playing well. And... I think that the subs needed to come in. The starters just, you know, weren't weren't doing it totally. The one guy that really impressed me from the bench was Frank. He had 17 minutes. He had seven points. He had six rebounds. Um, there were a couple of points, Zach, like you had mentioned before we hit record, that they were a little bit easier. They were just kind of dump offs from dimes by uh, by Jimmy and um, I. I don't remember who the other one was, but um, he kind of got some easy, you know takes there but he still got the job done yeah he got some beautiful dimes from i think both the bayham bros buddy and jimmy were jimmy's really good at that he goes he wraps in lame and does that little scoop around and gets Mm -hmm. behind the defender and then it's just a super easy dunk for frank or or jesse if he's in and it's it's really good to see them getting it to frank obviously he's limited minutes so when he's getting those quote-unquote easy buckets it's just good for confidence and just good for everything because I think that impacts him on the other side of the floor and he, he he played a great 17 minutes. Maybe his, definitely one of his top games of the year so far. I want to take you back to the beginning of the year and I know we've talked about this a couple times, but could you ever envision Frank having 17 minutes in a game like against Wake Forest and putting up seven points and playing, I think, as well as he has the whole year? It's been a little bit uh, sneaky the past couple of games because he hasn't gotten as many minutes, but still, I don't know about you, but he's really impressing me so far. Yeah, it's really great to see the development from Frank. 
on top of the great development we've seen from Jesse, like both our centers are showing great development and just, it just, it just seems like the more minutes they're getting, the, the more, the better they're getting. So it's just really good to see, especially Frank get some more rep and time on the court to gain more confidence and experience. Yeah. And Jesse, you had mentioned he had a pretty solid performance, 22 minutes. He had 12 points. He did have four personal fouls. And that's another thing that like, he's got to stop being in foul trouble. And Frank also had three fouls as well. So I don't know if it's just we're playing too aggressive in the center position, but there's been a lot of fouls down there and I'm not really sure what it is again. Like it's just the, the question of, is it maybe inexperience? Is it just they're trying too hard when they shouldn't be? Um, I don't really know what exactly it is, why our centers are getting in foul trouble so much. Yeah, I mean, I think it does come down to just lack of experience, lack of rep and time on the court. And it's just what it comes down to is those those stupid or silly fouls you, you can't give up because fouls are inevitable. Like, I feel like our center, unless they play a perfect game, they're going to at least have three fouls a game just because of the nature of being a center and anchoring the zone. So if you give one or two away, the next thing you know, you're you're four or five and then you're out of the game. So you, you can't give any easy or dumb falls away and I think especially Jesse Frank obviously he doesn't have as much time on his belt so we got to give him benefit out there but Jesse needs to work on that for sure yeah definitely and uh to kind of wrap off the starters Jimmy had a couple of crisp passes four rebounds he had six points in the day um a little bit of a quiet game for him but I don't really think that he was necessarily needed as much in this game he's still like I still feel like he's kind of trying to figure out his role on the team. Don't really know what he is as of yet. I think that he's kind of like the fearless guy that kind of drives in, but also he can shoot sometimes. So I don't know if he's still trying to find his role, but um, I don't know. Some of these inconsistencies from Jimmy is, is a little bit worrying. Yeah, I think, I think because we, haven't truly other than buddy we don't have a consistent second or even third it's always like flopping around so every game game to game someone else is stepping up someone else is kind of filling a role taking that two spot or three spot and it's 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 changing game to game like last game cole was not our number two score you know and obviously this game he was so i think that inconsistency is kind of making things i guess confusing of like who needs to score like i mean i guess ultimately you go to the hot hand Who's playing well? Cole's having a great game. Go to Cole. We, we, we've seen Jimmy have great games. Go to Jimmy. So it's game by game basis. Go to the hot hand. And that's just kind of the name of the game, honestly. You you go to your hot hand and, you know, typically that's Buddy. But definitely our two or three guys, we just got to go to the hot hand. I, I think we'll do that throughout the rest of the year. But I feel like at this point in the year, you kind of need a little bit more consistency with that number two or three guy, right? Like you, you would need, you have a little bit more of an expectation on like, who's going to be that guy. And the fact that it's flopping around, the fact that it's like a different person game to game is a good thing because it shows that, you know, different hot hands can get going or whatever. But at the same time, you want a little bit more consistency to know like who you can rely on in like tight situations. Like how many points is is a good reliable two guy? Would you say? I would say like if because realistically, Buddy's gonna what is Buddy averaging? He's averaging a pretty high amount of points. So eighteen points a game. Yeah. So 
you would say, you know, he's going to get maybe like 18 points a game. I would say a good number two is probably going to get like 14, maybe 15 a game. And I'm sure that somebody on the team is averaging that much, but I, I feel like it needs to be more consistent, I guess. And I don't think that we've necessarily seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like, like there's been a few games he's dipped below, but in a way, obviously, like, I don't think, I don't think Jesse can necessarily be that too, but he does feel like almost the most consistent. He's always dropping like 10 plus points, I feel like. Or 12, 10 to 12 points. It's pretty weird. Pretty to, yeah, it's a pretty weird thing to say that, though, that like our center is like a number two guy. And I don't, it, that's that's very odd, I guess. It is odd. So uh, the number two guy averaging points is Jimmy Bayheim, And he's averaging 13.4. Buddy is averaging 19.4. And I again, I still, I wouldn't say that Jimmy is a reliable number two guy, though. I don't think that anybody in the starting lineup is necessarily a reliable number two guy. Yeah, and I, I do think that is a problem. I mean, I do think you can kind of shift to the hot hand, but I do think Buddy is a better player when he has someone that's, you know, right behind him. Obviously, this game he went off, so no one's, like, super close to him, but an 18 from Cole Swider is, like, perfect. Like, we like that. that's all we need from him. But we definitely do need someone a bit closer to Buddy and more consistently. So hopefully someone can step up. I mean, I would love to see Cole continue to to, to be that guy. I think he's a perfect guy to, to do that. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see. He's a perfect candidate. He's got he's he's a shooter. Um, he's got the size. He's a big dude, so he can rebound. He can sometimes get the assist too. I think that he's a perfect candidate and hopefully this is just kind of he breaks his slump finally and he's able to kind of get things going. Man, I love that like attitude that he had in the conference of just like <laughs> just blowing that reporter off. That's just that's beautiful right there. That's Captain Cole for you. That's ca- that's classic Captain Cole right there for you, Zach. Yeah, his mindset throughout this whole down period, if you want to call it that. I guess it is a down period. There's no way around that. But has just been so positive and just just really like inspiring and awesome to see from you know a, a first year player transferring to the program and now you're not giving up like oh I messed up like I screwed up I'm on like a horrible team like that was never his mentality ever he, he's he's locked in this program he's locked into this the city and his teammates and he's he's locked in he's captured Cole and he's gonna until the final whistle blows in March or April hopefully it's April. He's gonna he's gonna give everything we got or every, yeah. everything he's got and that's beautiful. He's got confidence in the program and Jim Beheim and you know what I've got confidence in him. I want to talk about one more guy that had a great performance in the first half and that was Benny Williams and I think that again he didn't he didn't get too many minutes actually he didn't get any minutes in the second half because I don't think that Jim wanted to kind of mess up the chemistry or anything like that. But I think that Benny had a great game, three rebounds. He only had one point, but he's still he's still showing that he can be useful on this team. And I know that Jim has been talking about how he doesn't fit into the role in the team and how he just doesn't fit into the system. And look, Jim's going to say whatever he's going to brutally, honestly say. But I still think that there is a place for Benny in this lineup. And he's still young. He's still trying to find himself. And he's still 
proving himself to be valuable as a as a player and a teammate on this team. Yeah, Benny, we saw a different Benny Williams overall. Obviously, he didn't have like his necessarily like highlight block or highlight play per se. He had some great defensive plays. Yeah. And it, it so we got got to note those. But just his activity in general and just his energy on the court was and just I guess his overall confidence was way up compared to anything we've seen this year other than those few glimpses of like a, 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 those you know, highlight uh, blocks and things we saw in glimpses here and there. But overall, those 10 minutes were, were the most active and just most energized minutes we've seen from Benny all year, which was this, I'm, I'm happy that he, he's kind of getting some confidence. I think he's finally like, I, I don't know exactly what all's happening behind the scenes, but it, it's really good to see that. Him and Samir have this thing where they bounce around quite a bit. And they just, they, they look like they're about to like jump out of their shoes and they just want to like steal the ball or they just want to block somebody. And Benny was showing that a lot this game. It looked like he was really energetic. He was smiling a little bit. It looked like he was finally like enjoying himself out there. Sometimes when he's out there, he looks like he's just kind of not lost, but he's just trying to figure out the system. And this time he was just enjoying himself and he was just, it looked like he was just a kid out there enjoying. So it was really, really neat to see him just kind of bouncing around and having that that energy out on the court. Yeah, it really was. I do think we got to fall back one more time, just the present, like the, the the presence of this crowd and like how much of a game changer that was, especially the student section. Like, I don't know if you saw some of the shots. Yeah, but they were up second rafter. Like, this is something like I, I honestly like. I was I was like baffled. Like, it was, it was great to see, but I was just, like, I can't even believe that the students showed up so big for this game. Pack the dome. It's funny. There was something trending. I don't remember who it was. So if you're listening, I do apologize. But there was somebody that had noted on Twitter after the game. Twitter was a very happy place, by the way, after this game. It was nice to see. Um, Somebody had noted that there was a group of people um, around the... I'm not even going to say that they were in the Syracuse community. They were just in a community in their own that happened to be in Syracuse that were saying, don't go to the game. You got to protest the game because this team is awful, yada, yada, yada. And people didn't listen to that group. They still showed up and they packed the dome. And I was really proud to be a Syracuse fan because I haven't seen a game that isn't Duke where the student section goes up to the second like level. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So it was really, really neat to see. And it was nice to actually hear the energy for once as opposed to like it just kind of occasionally being noisy whatever no they actually like showed up this game and it was beautiful it was so beautiful and this is a little sidebar but this is something we've talked about in the past and I think we got to start a little petition maybe not every game but I just feel like in general we got to have a petition to move the student section. They're kind of, I don't know, they're slept on. Being on the end of the court there, obviously get, they get both Raptors there, but we got to find a better spot for the student section. They, they deserve, like, you know, center court somewhere. They, look, we don't like Cameron. Well, actually, not Cameron itself, but just, like, we hate Duke. We hate Duke. You don't like yourself, Cam? I don't, yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> That's beside the point. <laughs> we hate Duke here, all right? But they do something really well. They have the student section like on the court. And that makes such a big difference. Imagine how annoying it would be if a team goes to the carrier dome and the student section is like right in your face 
as opposed to like the people that sit courtside and don't really move too much and just kind of clap, whatever. Like imagine all of those crazy people in the dome in the face of like Duke defenders. Duke would be scared. Like they would, they'd be terrified. Teams would be terrified to go to the dome. Even if they like already aren't, that would be a spectacle. That would be a lot louder than it already is. So I think Zach, you're right. We need to start a petition to do that. I mean, obviously, you know the thirty thousand plus crowd is it, when it's rocking. Is you can't match that anywhere in the country for college basketball or any any basketball really. But there is something about just the the, the people that are sitting, you know, courtside. I mean, I don't think we'll ever have the Cameron effect, Cameron indoor effect, where the student section is like literally on the court just because of the way the dome is designed and bleachers don't come to that point or seats. But I do think they deserve some better placement because this being at the end of the court like that is, I don't know, it's just kind of like disrespectful in a way. If they were in that like temporary seating that was there, I mean, it would need to be bigger. But if they were like kind of in that area or something, that could be pretty neat. I don't like that they're on like one... And a lot of arenas do this where they're on just like one end of the uh, of the court. And I don't like yeah. that because you can only experience like the student section for one half if you're the home team. And it distracts like the um, opposing team for a half. But still, it, it, like I feel like you need to have that student section rallying around the team at all times. And you're right. It only, you know, if if they're on one side of the court, like they're. They're being done dirty a little bit, and uh, I don't. It's just I don't a weird like perspective that. to watch the game, you know. Like, yeah, when would you ever watch a cam from that? Like, if you ever like got a choice of if you're watching on TV, would you ever choose to watch the game from that perspective? No, God, no. I would hate like, that. You would never do that. So, like, I don't know. I think they deserve some better seating. I don't know how that would ever work, you know, in in in, in the Carrier Dome, but I do think it's a fun idea, and it. it I, I think it would kind of change the the. The way the, the the dome is a little bit, if if you had those, I mean, obviously I, I get students are rowdier, so like you don't want to like intermingle them too much with the with the regular folk. But <laughs> I do think shifting them a little bit could be kind of fun. So something to think about. Yeah, I do like it, and it's funny. Like on the other side of the court, if you want really cheap tickets to a Q's basketball game, you go to the other side of that court, and you basically sit where the students sit, but it's on the other side. And you pay like ten dollars for it because it's like the awful, like an awful view of the court. Yeah, no, you don't see anything. There. Yeah, exactly. You don't see anything. So yeah, I think that the students need a little bit more respect than they than they get. I do want to touch on one more thing before we transition to a little preview of NC State, and that was the walk on Zach. We kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Patty Casey is, I think, probably the best player in the ACC, and I I will stand by that statement. Until I, until I die, Zach. <laughs> Dude, his his take to to the rim was, was was strong. It was mean, and it was just beautiful to see. It got the the dome so hyped. Got everyone so hyped, and that was followed up by our 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 boy Arthur. Our boy Arthur just hit a dagger at the end. I love how the announcers were just like, "Why not?" And he drained it. And seeing this, seeing the the players. Go crazy for Arthur. Really, really warmed my heart. And it made me think, man, hopefully we're out of the woods. Like, hopefully 
hopefully this is like the sign of a new beginning to the season because seeing that three go in was was something special. Yeah, I mean, we're capable of this. Like we have we have the skill, we have the capability as a team to perform like this. I mean, I do think maybe we shot a little bit better than you can expect on a, a nightly basis, but overall we can play to this caliber or close enough to this caliber to where we can compete in games and win games like this. So I think that's obviously like I mean, we've shown flashes of this too, you know, Florida State, Indiana earlier on in the season. But it's just, it's not like we suck and we can't do anything about it. Like we're capable of, of having good games. We are. Yeah. And I think that hopefully, like th- this game is more or less a warm up to a little bit of an easier stretch for us. We have NC State coming up, which is on Wednesday. And then we've got Louisville, who I, I don't think that they're too great. Maybe, maybe they're like kind of in the middle with us. And then you got Boston College, you got Virginia Tech, who's really struggling this year. Boston College again, then Georgia Tech again, who also is really struggling. And then you got Notre Dame, who isn't too bad. And then the dreaded Duke game. So this is a little bit of an easier stretch kind of going into the Duke game. And I think that if there's any time to really like hone in it's got to be right now and not just like to to save the season but just honestly to get prepared for like the ACC tournament just to get prepared for like the really really tough games because after Duke we've got North Carolina and then we've got Miami again so those are two those are three really really difficult games that we've got coming up at the end of the year and hopefully this stretch in February is just a little bit easier on us and it can kind of allow us to like focus in on things a little bit more we're in tunnel vision mode like take everything before the wake forest game it's gone please i don't care it's black i don't even know what happened and then the only thing we can see coming forward is nc state that's all i can see that's all we can focus on one game at a time from here on out it doesn't matter if we're on a five game win streak two wins win streak doesn't matter if we lose it against nc state we're one game at a time here on out and we'll see where we are come March 5th. That's all I got to say about that. The way that I think that we need to look at it, Zach, is we're 1-0. We're 1-0 right now, all right? We got our win. Now it's time to go get another win, all right? That will be 2-0. And, and then 3-0. And then 4-0. One and then it'll time, build baby. from there. One at a time. We like it. NC State comes into this game. They're 10-12 and 12 on the year. They're kind of like in the middle of the pack. Um Look, we don't really know too much about them. We only play them once a year. Um, hopefully, it's going to be a good game. Hopefully, we can kind of touch up on things. What is one thing that you are looking for us to do to kind of touch up on that you think that um, would serve us better, like down the road? I think we got to we got to have a similar performance on defense that we did against Wake. Even even then, like our defense wasn't like through and through perfect, but based on our personnel, that's about what we can do and like I will take that game in and game out especially when we have an offensive performance on the other side but I mean obviously like you know Wake Forest scored 72 points like that's not like a low margin they still got their buckets is just you know mm-hmm. a, a, a guy named Buddy Buddy Bucket <laughs> Bayheim <laughs> scored 30 so that kind of you know does it doesn't matter at that point but I, I think just those like we had like I can't remember. We had like six steals or something. We had a crazy Ten. amount of steals. 
We had 10 steals. steals. We had 10 yeah, steals. 10 steals. Like, and our, our defense wasn't like, it was, it was best maybe it's been all season so far, or arguably like, you know, top two, top five, definitely like top, top defensive performance all year. And we just got to continue that into these next few games. Like, it doesn't need to be perfect. Even against Wake, it wasn't be perfect. But just that activity, we finally, like, truly utilized that length that we've had all year. And even Jim mentioned that. And even I think Buddy mentioned that we, we kind of used our length to our advantage. And we're, you know, popping in lanes and getting those steals. I'm going to quiz you. All five starters had... They they had steals. So Buddy had three, uh, Jesse had two, Jimmy had two, and then Joe and Cole each had one. Who is the other person on the team that had a steal that was not a starter? Um, I I know this actually. It was Benny. It was Benny. Yes, and I like that. Again, it just shows that he's bouncy. He's eager. He wants the ball. And I appreciate that. I'm a little surprised that's not Samir because he's used to he man. I would hate to go up against Samir. He seems like he would be the most annoying def, like defender in the world because he's just constantly swatting at the ball. He's sticking with you. Even in that zone, he would be incredibly annoying to go up against a 1v1. I would hate that. He's just so active. We talked about this time and time again, but he's just. His activity, his his energize, his, he just energizes the, the team, the defense, everything he does. He's just like a little energizer bunny out there. And it's, again, so awesome to see. Samir the energizer bunny. I like that. Yeah. Cy boogie. Cy, uh, yeah, I don't know. Cy bunny? That's called Cy battery? Uh, Cy battery? Ooh, I like that. He's the battery. Cy yeah. battery. Okay. Give him a little jolt to the team. I like that. We could run with that. I think so, I think that would be side approved. I think Samir would approve of that. So we've got what do we got? We got Captain Cole. We got obviously Buddy Buckets, but that's you know everybody knows that. We got Psy yeah. Battery. I, I think Cy that we got a couple. Psy <laughs> the Energizer Bunny. Psy Bunny. Psy <laughs> Bunny. Psy Volt. Psy Volt. Psy Volt. We'll talk to him about that. All right. If we ever get the chance to interview. Samir, Samir, reach out to us. All right, we, we need to talk, um, and we'll we'll come up with nicknames for you. Um, Side Bunny is definitely not it. Just Side Bunny is so definitely not it. No, no, we're not <laughs> doing that. Um, and then Benny, I think that he needs something. We'll come up with him. We'll come up with him. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, I mean, we've got Arthur the Assassin, but everybody knows that. Um, I don't know. We'll come up with. We'll come up with some nicknames here on the 2-3. That's going to be our specialty is we're going to come up with nicknames for all the players, Zach. And hopefully we get like a players like game and they can just put like all the nicknames on their jersey and we'll we'll sponsor it or something like that. Now we're just getting into business mode. There we go. Look out for that. Look out for that. Yeah, yeah. Look out for that. That's that's how you know that we made it here on the 2-3. But uh, that game, NC State, February 2nd. On Wednesday, 9 p.m., Zach, on ESPN2. I don't like that 9 p.m. start. I feel like ESPN's kind of doing us dirty here. Yeah, I mean, I do like the ESPN2 at least. It's been a minute since we've been on ESPN. Um, so I do like to be at least on ESPN2. But I'll, I'll take it. I, I like to stay up late. I'll, I'm happy to stay up till 9 to watch the boys. So, Zach, how did I almost forget? Before we wrap up, how did I almost forget? 
we got to give a shout out to Giannis and his brother, man. That was really, really cool to see them um, speaking with the team after the game. And it looked like they were pretty impressed by uh, by Buddy's performance. Yeah, if you haven't seen the video, Q's Twitter, and they put it on their Twitter and Instagram, you got to check it out. They had a little snippets from what I understand is was a pretty long talk. I think Jim said he, he gave like a little like seven minute talk after the game to the team, which is pretty sweet. I mean, I think everyone there was pretty locked in probably and listened to every word he had to say. But what he said in the video was super cool. You definitely got to check it out if you haven't. But just in general, this is like, obviously we, there's been cool things thanks to Adam Weinstein, is it? Weinstein? I think, yeah, I think that's his name, yes. You know, coming in clutch, bringing these cool guests. But I think this is one of the coolest because he's, he's a current NBA player, obviously, you know, f- former champion, former MVP in the Carrier Dome. Like, that's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet, yeah. And to... <laughs> Uh, Giannis was asked at one point, um, what college he would play for if he ended up, you know, going to college here in, in the States. And, uh, he said Syracuse and Jim, he was, he was told that by one of the reporters and he just started laughing and he was like, yeah, I'd love to have Giannis. He could play like the one, the two, the three, the four, the five. I don't really care. I would have him on my team, like happily, um, just to see, to imagine Giannis in the zone. How scary would that be, Zach? Just having this this the big Greek freak right in the middle of the zone. Just oh, that'd be that'd be amazing. I have the biggest smile on my face is thinking about that. Like imagine Jan is in just anywhere in on in a Syracuse jersey in the carrier dome at any given moment, any given night. It'd just be wild. I'm just imagining like Giannis with when did he how old is Giannis? Like what He's team? He's twenty seven. He... Okay, so what team would he have been with? He would have been with a team like 2013, 2014 team. Let's look at the 2014, 2015 team. I gotta kind of refresh myself to see who was on that team at that point because he could be stacked up with some pretty good players. Uh let's see here. Oh, dude, that was the year of Benajay. We had uh, Chris McCullough. We had Trevor Cooney. Roberson was on that team. Rakeem Christmas. Oh, my God. That would have been scary. DeWan Coleman Wait, was on there. Was that like the, the, the 20 and 0 started record or whatever? I think so. Yeah. So he would, he would have been on that squad. Oh, my God. Oh, that would have been, that would have been nuts. I would have game loved to over. See that. Yeah, that is game over. Let me see if they were. They went 18 and 13 that year. Okay. I think he probably would have come in before that. Okay. Well, let's but. look at 2013, 2014. They went 28 and 6. That's the team that you're thinking of. 28 and 6 yes. that year. So they ended up losing to Dayton in the uh in the tournament by two points. Regardless, it would have been like a like that kind of squad, which it doesn't even matter what year it was. We would love to have Giannis <laughs> on the team. Unfortunately, he can't play now, obviously, but that would have been very fun to uh, to see that. Man, I'm sorry. I hate to keep like Tyler Ennis was on this team. CJ Fair, Cooney, uh, Roberson, Christmas Coleman. Oh, geez, that would have been disgusting. And then the Greek Freak. All you know, seven. I, I, have, the of them. I, have, I have the shoes. I have Greek Freak shoes. You do have the shoes, man. So anyways, that is going to do it for us here on the 2-3. 
until you hear from us again, we'll see you later. Let's go Cuse.